0: The song said, wise men saw the star. There's hope for everyone. The shepherds heard the choir. There's hope for everyone. Hope for wealthy foreigners. Hope for guys working graveyard shift. Hope for a taxpaying couple. Some of you are saying, thankfully. Yeah. Hope for everyone. Last week I had an MRI. I was uh, stuck in a tube before I went in. The tech asked me, what kind of music would you like? I said, duh, you too. (laughs) I should have been more specific. As I got crammed into the uh, machine, the music started. The lyrics were, you're an accident waiting to happen. (laughs) A piece of glass in the beach. Yeah. My 40 minutes of claustrophobia began with a prophetic musical lyric. "You're an accident waiting to happen. Life throws bad pitches. Maybe you've been hit by a bad pitch recently. An interruption. Anna and I got a letter last month, friendly letter from the IRS. "Dear Roths, you owe us 5,400 dollars. No problem, took a picture of it, sent it to the accountant for him to fix. He called two days later, bad news, they're right, I made a mistake, write him a check. Life interrupted. Christmas is a drama of interruptions, the cast, a couple, shepherds, travelers, Religious folks, politicians. You might more specifically recognize them as young marrieds caught up in a sex scandal, agricultural workers, travelers of another religion, the power elite, Old Testament scholars. All of their lives were interrupted. In fact, if Christmas really is God coming to earth, it requires an interruption. Christmas is and was an intervention. Let's focus just on the shepherds for a couple of minutes. They were interrupted by an angel that appeared as a blazing light in the middle of the night. That would catch my attention. How about you? and they reacted kind of like I would have. Yikes! Well, let's be honest. Guys out together in the middle of the night probably would have had more colorful language, (laughs) but their life was interrupted. In fact, we read these words. There were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their fox at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths. Lying in a manger. The gift in this interruption was good news, great joy for all people. I'm going to ask you to say those phrases with me out loud, boldly. Good news, great joy for all people. That's the story of Christmas. But for news, To be good, it has to be compared with the bad. And the story of Christmas starts with a problem. For the shepherds, they were all scared. And the messenger said to them, Do not be afraid. Well, that's a good message for Christmas. (laughs) A study recently discovered that On Christmas Eve, the likelihood of a heart attack is 37% greater than at other times. And you thought Christmas Eve was for hot cocoa and uh, cozy fires and old Nat King Cole albums. No, Christmas Eve has joined the category of earthquakes, hurricanes, stock market crashes, wars... And World Cup soccer match finals, (laughs) all of which predict a greater likelihood of heart attack. Listen, folks, Christmas started out rough, and it still is rough for many. Do not be afraid. The shepherds were scared by a talking light, an angel. I don't imagine your life has been interrupted recently by a spooky angel. But what has jumped into your life that evoked anxiety? Last month, my doctor was concerned that I might have leukemia. That word is an interruption. After some tests, he called and said, Good news. Nothing's wrong. You're completely healthy. Well, it's easy to not... (laughs) You don't know how much I was hoping for that response. That was a vulnerable moment. And it could have gone either way. Now, it's easy to put together that story. Good news. You don't have to be afraid. It's going to turn out well. But not all bad news gets that quick a turnaround. I got a clean bill of health. And we also wrote a $5,400 check to the IRS. (laughs) (laughs) This week, Ann and I met with many members of our community. One of those was a man who recently buried his wife. We met with a woman who last week was diagnosed with liver cancer. We've talked with parents that are distressed about their kids' choices. So what exactly is the good news in bad times? Well, the good news, I want you to think about this. If the story of Christmas really is true, then it's 100% good news. Now, when I say that, I know that for some of you, when you hear the name Jesus, that's not 100% good news to you. And if that's the case, it may well be that someone has disappointed you. And I want to tell you, I'm sorry. We Jesus followers, we get it wrong sometimes. But here's the deal. The good news in its pure unhypocrite, blurred form is 100% good news. Here it is. God is for you and sent Jesus to make God visible. And Jesus came to live and die and rise for you to give you the gift of forgiveness and eternal life. And that is 100% good news regardless of your circumstance in this moment. Your interruption might throw you for a loop. The letter, the diagnosis, the grief over your kiddos, your struggles, you fill in the blank that evokes fear for you. The good news for you is that God sent Jesus And God is for you, and God loves you, and God is with you. And if that's the case, then here's your promise. Great joy, the messenger said. In his recent book, The Joy of the Gospel, Pope Francis wrote these words. The gospel consistently invites us to rejoice. Rejoice is the angel's greeting to Mary, Mary's visit to Elizabeth makes John leap for joy in his mother's womb. In her song of praise, Mary proclaims, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. When Jesus began his ministry, John cries out, For this reason my joy has been fulfilled. Jesus himself rejoiced in the Holy Spirit And his message brings us joy, quote, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And in stress, he promises his disciples, you may be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from me. And the disciples rejoiced at the sight of the risen Christ. And wherever the first Christians went, there was great joy. Even amid persecution, they continued to be filled with joy. So he writes, so why should we not also enter into this stream of great joy? The messenger said, don't be afraid. Good news, great joy, and then for all people. To all a good night. The choir sang, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace on those on whom his favor rests. The message translation, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to all men and women on earth. For all the people, To all, a good night. Yesterday, Ann and I visited a friend. She's in the oncology unit at OHSU. There because of complications due to her chemo treatments. We listened, we laughed, we cried, we prayed. And as we left, we gave her a blessing What came to might was this blessing of the angels, and let's call her for our purposes today, Maria. We put her name in the blank and said, glory to God in the highest, and in Maria, peace and grace. Put your name in the blessing. Glory to God in the highest, and in Jared, peace, and grace for all the people. Christmas is God's gift in Jesus with your name on the gift label, from God to you. What did the shepherds do? Well... They took this news in and they acted. They did something. They said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Let's go and see, they said. Christmas always invites us to take a step into the good news. Let's go and see. They actually were ahead of Jesus, whose favorite invitation to people was, come and see. What might you step into this Christmas in the good news. We know that we all share the same bad news. It's the common human condition. We've all gotten a diagnosis. It's spiritual leukemia. It's sin. And it is terminal. We all need a Savior. And the good news came in a person, Jesus His very name means salvation. And so as we enter this Christmas and move toward the end of this year and launch into a new year that will have its own challenges, I invite you today to consider making one, two, or three of these steps into the good news. They're all acceptance of a gift. The first one is to accept Jesus' forgiveness and grace for sin. All of us need God's forgiveness and to receive his gift of a new everlasting life. Second, maybe your decision is to accept God's peace as you finish a year that may have had turmoil and difficulty and as we all face a new year that, while fresh, has unknown but certain interruptions that are going to come. And third, for some of us, We're going to make a commitment for next year to be better. And we're going to be better. And one of the decisions that we're making into that better is to be a part of January's series here at Evergreen as we give our weekends to talking about better this year and unpacking what it means to really live the true good life. Why is Jesus 100% good news Because in Jesus' own words, he said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God interrupted history to bring joy and peace. Will you end this year with Jesus? And will you face the new year and its interruptions with him for all the people to all a good night? Let's pray. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus. and Thank you, Jesus, for coming to live and die and rise for us. And this Christmas, we open a gift early. We open the ultimate gift of you. We receive your forgiveness, Jesus. We receive your eternal life. We receive the gift of your spirit that regardless of our circumstances and interruptions brings joy and peace. Lord, we receive you in Jesus' name, amen.